Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. Erica. Emily. May I compliment you on having the sexiest microphone stand I have ow, ow. ever seen in my life. Um, everyone needs to go back and look at my Twitter from November 21st at approximately 11 a.m. and see the, uh, the photo I posted of our mic stands because they're, they're pretty sweet. I think this could be one of those infomercials airing at like 3 a.m. I think you could sell these. Because you know what? It has a dual use. It does have a dual use. Tell me, how did you make this microphone stand? Um, what are the required ingredients? The, you only require a water bottle and a, water a roll bottle. of duct tape. Roll of duct tape. The strength to rip off the duct tape, which Emily does not it, It's possess. not so much about the strength. It's, I think I used to have trouble breaking, ripping, not duct tape, maybe electrical tape. Oh, I don't know. Yes. But there was something that like other people could do. They could rip it or they could use their teeth. And every time I would do it, it would just then like twist it. And then you've ruined the piece duct of tape, tape you were going to really rip. really easy. Maybe we'll have you practice later so you don't We could do that. We could do that. Um, and microphones. Yes. And then you have a beautiful microphone stand that also doubles as your water for the show. It's very convenient. We're going to start selling it to podcasters nationwide. <laughs> We told on palaver.com. The the shop edition of Palaver. It's going to be on the sidebar. Uh, The only negative I would say is um, well, it's great because I don't have to hold it, which is wonderful. Um, Because of where it's positioned, I don't know, we've we've discussed this a minute ago, if this is going to pick up any of the ambient noise. Yes, if you could hear any gospel music. (laughs) Yes. um, I have neighbors in the Bronx, and they apparently really like gospel, particularly in the morning. Um, Today they started late. Normally it's like 7 a.m. on a Sunday, and they're ripping it out. I um, I just want to explain that. It's to the point where I came out of the bathroom and we were getting ready to record, so I was like, oh, where's your TV? remote and I turned off the television because Which I, I had on mute. I thought it was her television. Like that's how clearly I can hear the gospel music. Yeah. So remember people, your walls are thin. Yes, very thin. Indeed. Uh, so we're Glee cast. Yep, I'm Erica. I'm Emily. And uh, we're here to talk about Glee. Yeah, we had um, a little bit of a break. Not really a break, because yeah, we were both really break. fucking busy. Yeah. Um, which is why we didn't do a show last week, because um, I was kind of dead, as I think you were too. Yeah. 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 Exhausted. Um, I w- I, my weddings are over. No more weddings in 2010 for Now you have baby showers. Yeah, I can't, I can't make that baby shower, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, now I guess I'm, I, people are going to start having babies, which kind of sucks. But, um, and you were... What'd they ever do for me? Your story of where you were was much more exciting than mine. Oh, I'm, I'm, am I allowed to talk about it or no? Let's talk about it a little the bit. The longest time I couldn't talk about it, because I went to Horror Hound Weekend in Cincinnati. Oh, God, Erica's already glaring at me. <laughs> um... But yes, it was a, a, I would call it a horror movie convention, but I went more for the people there, and they were all fabulous, and I would shout out to all of you, but um, I'd be scared I'd forget someone, but just um, quick people that, 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 Eric is still looking at me and she looks sad. Um, okay. Um, Amy from My Living Podcast said hello, and it's on Hi. her list to meet you in life. I want to meet it's her on her too. bucket list. Um, I finally started listening to them, and I love they're, them. They're so fabulous, and they're so much fun in person also. Um, I, I recorded on their show. They had like a three and a half hour yeah, epic I, long night living podcast. I started listening. I haven't gotten through much yet. It's, it's I mean, it's long, but it's it's yeah. it's really interesting because they're talking to different kinds of people and just the the five of them, five, six, five, one. I always get confused as to who's actually in the room, but it doesn't make a difference because they're all really fun. It does. Yeah, I'm at a point now finally where I can like I can tell the men apart. For a while, I couldn't always. Now I can, and they're I can tell Amy and Erica apart. Right. 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 Um, unlike a lot of people who can't tell you and me apart. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so there. Um, Vishnu donated something lovely to the Glee cast, our friend Vishnu. Yes. 
um, would you like to describe what he donated to us? Um, if you've ever been to a sporting event mm-hmm. and they have large foam fingers, it is that, but it's yellow and it says glee in bright red. And I didn't show you on the back of it, it says place forehead here. So that it's, because it's Aww. not just like a hand, it's like the loser like thing. The loser so thing. you can put it on top of your bird. Um, and currently it is now in um, my apartment perched on top of Maybe my Swiffer. we'll make a photo of us with it for the show. We could do that. We could for do that. For this episode. We should do that. Yes. We should. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's on top of my Swiffer, much like the boar's head in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Ashley, also from Buried in a Book Crypt, who, Aww. one of our feedback, she's still listening. She's just, you know, a grad student and writing her thesis. Um, and she says hello. She was and there? She was, she was my that. roommate. Really? Yeah. I don't even, like, I don't even know what's going my on. My snoring and rambling in my sleep kept her up, I think. Aww. I don't think it kept her up, but Hi, she said Ashley. I did snore and do all those things, so. Yes. But, um, we loved everybody. Well, I, we both loved everybody there. It just, yeah. you know, I had to. I just wasn't there. <laughs> my proxy sent her there. Um, but, uh, Yeah. And I guess that was the weekend. Yep, so that's why our episode is late. But we're not cheaping out. Oh, Metal Mikey, too. Oh, and Metal Mikey. I'm sure oh, to think Metal of, Mikey. There's a lot of people I met. I'm thinking of the people that actually love to like leave us feedback. Like, you know, our Glee mm-hmm. listeners might know. Um, yes, I issued a lot of hugs in your name. So there. Thank you. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, we're, we're not cheaping out on you. We're not doing one episode for the two mm-hmm. episodes of Glee that aired. We are going to give you two episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're recording back-to-back, so if we're a little loopy during the next episode, you can excuse us, because we'll have had mimosas by then. Oh, yes, yes. Um, but for now, we're going to talk about episodes 2.6. The four, Never, um, been Never Been Kissed. Yes. Um, before we do that, should we... Um, just two other bits of news oh, yes, in yes, the world... Yes. One being, um, you can hear us. We recorded, we also recorded an episode of the podcast podcast this week with the wonderful Fozzie Bear mm-hmm. and, and, and a studio audience. Yes, yes, yes. huge studio audience. Yes. Um, so the, uh, that is on the podcast podcast feed. You can search for Fozzie Bear in iTunes Store if you F O Z Z I E B A R E. Um, that's easier because as soon as you type in podcast, you just get a list of podcasts. Yeah. Um, and Fozzie and George, you might hear. Later, Later or next week, whenever Eric releases. Whenever you listen to the next episode. Mm. Um, yeah, they're wonderful. If you're not listening to the podcast podcast, you should be, because he's just interviewing other podcasts, so it kind of does the work for you, where you don't mm-hmm. have to listen to six episodes of a podcast to decide if you like them or not. Yeah. You can listen to them on the podcast podcast, and then be like, oh, I really like these people, I'm going to mm-hmm. listen to them. And even sometimes, if the, the podcast he's listening, you might think, oh, you know, this is a podcast about, I don't know, miniature golf. I don't care about miniature golf. Uh, he's so funny yeah. that it's still worth listening to, even if you're never going to listen to that podcast. Yep. Um, the other thing that was floating around in the Glee-averse this week uh, was an episode of The Office. Yes, where they had a Glee viewing party. Mm-hmm. At this point, it's, it feels like it was like three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but yes, they had a Glee viewing party. They watched duets in theory. Kind of. Yeah, sort of a mixed version of duets. Um, the thing I loved about it, I think I, I think I talked about this on the podcast podcast, but what I loved was, um, the character of Kelly who made a comment of how Glee has been so inconsistent with what they did with Jesse's character. So basically what we can infer from that is that, um, Kelly Kapoor, I forget her real name right now. Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. Follow her on Twitter. She's hilarious. You know, I do. Okay. Uh, we could, we can infer from that that she obviously listens to Gleecast. Totally. Cause she so, was hey, like, Mindy. yeah, hi Mindy, shout out to you. <laughs> If you want to shout out back to us, we're cool with that. Lee Cast with a K at gmail.com. Um, yeah. 
I hope it doesn't go to our spam. Remember, let's oh, keep check checking it. our I'll spam, check folder. The spam folder. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah. we get yeah, so much yeah. in the spam. Totally. Yeah. If if those thousands of people that have been sending us feedback, by the way, and you know, you're like, hey, why aren't they ever reading our, my email on air? Do us a favor. Don't like title your email. You have just won a thousand dollars, or grow a larger penis with us. <laughs> Because we see that and we just think spam. Yeah. Yeah. So just be careful with that. Yeah. Be careful what you title. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Speaking of, should we go into feedback? Sure. Did you want to, um, did you want to quickly mention our good friend Matt? I totally did. Yes. So we're going to, we're going to play a promo for this later in the show, probably during our first break. Um, but friend of the show, Matt Suzaka Mm -hmm. and his fiance, Liz. His fiance. Yes. I cannot Uh, find my fiance. (laughs) They're, they're in a contest to win a wedding. Um, you'll hear all the details in the promo, which was put together by... Um, Male Brother, Zombie. Yeah, Brother D Brother and, and Miss Bran, who are wonderful and made a beautiful mm-hmm, promo mm-hmm. for all the podcasts to play. But um, in short, they're in a contest to win this wonderful wedding, and um, they need your votes. They need your support. Mm-hmm. And the best part is that they've been engaged for four years, and she gave him her kidney. Which doesn't that make you weep? Or yeah. Just like, oh my it's God. like the best story ever. So if we can, we implore you to go mm-hmm. out and, you know, all the, well, if you go to tinyurl.com slash kidney wedding, wedding mm-hmm. then. It's the easiest way to find it. Yeah. You'll be able to, you, you, it takes like two seconds to register mm-hmm. and vote and just vote every day because they're, they're like right in there. They just need to be in the top five. And I think, mm-hmm. right, I checked this morning. They're I like this morning. five, six. They're like six. Yeah. Today they were six, so we need your help. What happens is, like, if they're in the top five, then they go to the next yeah. round, and the next round is just the judges picking the winner. Right. And, and I mean, like, come on, who's got a better fucking yeah. story than the girl who come gave on. her kidney to her fiance? Kidney wedding. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Um, so all they need, like, even if you're looking at, it, you're like, oh, they're like clearly not going to win. No, they still no, can they as can. long as they're in the top five. So please, yeah. if you have ever read Chuck Norris Ate My Baby you owe it to Matt to vote every day. Um, if you believe in love, you owe it to them. <laughs> if you believe in organ donation, you owe it to them. Um, or just do me a favor and vote every day, please. Yeah, just be awesome and do it. Yeah. Okay, now we can talk about feedback. Okay, um, so we've got three emails about this uh, episode. Um, you want me to do Wayne's? Yes, please. Okay, Wayne Kotke, post-show glead backery. Dear Erily and Emeka. That works for me. Yeah. Can I be Emeka? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I like Emeka. Fine. Early sounds like the I name of Arely. like the older sister in a movie about like these gothic. Like she's, she sounds like a spinster. I'm the spinster. Oh, I. Uh, oh crap. Well, mm, mm, no, I'm fine. I'll be early. Fine. That's true. Two cats. That does make me early. All right. So Wayne writes. So how about that Never Been Kissed episode, huh? It got me thinking what other Drew Barrymore movies should inspire Glee episodes. Probably all of them, but that's not realistic. We need to pare it down to maybe 15 or 20 essentials. Obviously, the list begins with Firestarter. Here's the plot. The plucky New Directions kids, anxious about regional, simply start torching rival high schools until Mr. Shu patiently and wisely explains to them that arson is, like all morally questionable and stuff, like all morally questionable and stuff. Come on, guys, we're better than that. And then they sing, we didn't start the fire, (laughs) at the end of which Artie points out that they actually did start the fire. Several fires, actually. Everybody laughs. Lesson learned. Freeze frame. Cue to credits. Wait for Emmys to start rolling in. Totally. 
Are the Glee kids having any fun? I worry about it a little. I feel guilty sometimes watching the show, thinking about how these kids must be working 18, 19 hours a day under Dickensian conditions. I picture the poor cast members subsisting only on gruel and their salty tears, locked up in small kennels where they, when they're not filming, and being persuaded to sing and dance by seven-foot-tall men named Klaus, who has a cattle prod and an icy Teutonic disposition. Klaus's name, uh, Klaus's name may never make it into the credits, but you can be sure he has a starring role in all of their nightmares. It's little wonder that our tragic gaminet, Lea Michelle, has wasted away to a mere seven pounds <laughs> under these unfortunate circumstances. Eventually, Pita is going to intervene. Hopefully, most of the cast will be sent to loving homes. But until then, they're going to keep singing, dancing, and acting their little hearts out in episodes like Never Been Kissed, which I quite enjoyed. This is more like the glee I signed on for all those years ago when the st- show started. Remember how young everyone was then? That was before Jacob and Puck switched hairstyles. Ah, memories. So anyway, random observation time. Tina's reference to the situation, that's going to play like pure gold in 10 years when the show is in reruns. I wonder if the new directions will have graduated from high school by then. Zing! (laughs) I'm starting to realize that Kurt, much much like Jesus or Ziggy, was put on Earth to suffer for our sins. I just want him to have some fun once in a while, but I know the show won't allow it. For me, the most moving scene of the episode was the one which, in which Kurt was visiting the boys' school, and it was like he'd died and, gone to, and <laughs> gone to some kind of gay prep school heaven. It was so great to see him actually enjoy himself, but I knew it couldn't last. It made McKinley High seem that much more like hell on earth. One is reminded of the myth of Tantalus. I think the first song occurred with it after about ten minutes in. I almost forgot the show was a musical. Speaking of that song, the Bob Marley one, it's the second biggest musical number this year to take place on the stairs outside the school. But did you notice how different it felt from Empire State of Mind in the season premiere? It's the same location, but the mood was completely different. Instead of seeming like a grand and glorious stage, that big gray concrete staircase now just seemed ugly and oppressive. In other words, more like a real high school, despite RDM Puck's chipper song stylings and the steel drumming. Maybe it was because of the weather. Is there supposed to be is there, is there supposed to be a weather on Glee? I can't remember, but it seems like it's pretty much summer all the time there. That's true, and they're in Ohio, it gets cold there. Have you noticed that during the recaps at the beginning of the show, they're starting to include things that haven't actually happened yet, like Artie wanting Brittany back? That's not where we left this subplot, Glee. When does a recap become a precap? Um, I have such issues about that, too. But I'll get to that in the episode. Uh, Were Quinn and Sam having their not-sex at Bruce Wayne's house? (laughs) Where the hell were they supposed to be during those scenes? That's true. I think it's Quinn's house. I think so. I didn't notice it the first time around. They're in this, like, huge, strong fireplace. And then when I read his email and and another email, and I was like, and I watched it again, I'm like, it's got this weird amber like a chase lounge. And, like, we saw her house once when they had dinner, and it looked like just, like, a, you know, upper middle class house. I remember it being, like, super ritzy. It really looked like a house from Clue. Yeah. Um, okay, during the, uh, Wayne continues, during the glitter cannon scene with Sue and Will, I couldn't help but wonder, do you think Sue acts as a conduit for the show's writers to work out their own private frustrations? Maybe Sue gets to say all the nasty, negative things that the writers themselves have been thinking. Sue's scenes in this episode were particularly good, and the show could have used a few more of them. She helps keep the show from being too sugary. My mind's in a muddle, like a thick fog. Glee has broken my brain with this show and its many, many mixed messages about bullying, body image, sexism, homophobia, dining and dashing. (laughs) I won't even begin to unpack the moral of the episode, which I feel is so delicate it may well shatter if handled too roughly. I'll leave that to the experts, i.e. you two. The podcast is great. Thank you for doing it. P.S. Contrary to this episode, cold showers do not (laughs) cure horniness. You just end up horny and freezing. Not an improvement. Uh, Wayne Kotke from d2writes.blogspot.com. That's so sad to hear about cold showers. So it's just like this, I mean, I don't know. I've, I always assumed that they were the cure for that kind of thing. Are they not? 
Um, I I don't know. I've never I've never tested that theory. It's a, it's a little different for ladies. You know? Yeah. Um, but that's kind of horrific. That like it just kind of goes to like self-flagellation. Like it's just I'm I'm just gonna <laughs> put myself through pain it's instead. Just torturing yourself. That's terrible. Oh, I'm sorry to any any yourself. male listener who ever took a cold shower to try to relieve yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm very sorry. sorry. Um, do, uh, let, do you want to go through this a little bit? Firestarter yeah, sure. would be awesome. I would like to see the Glee episode of E.T. Oh. I would like a but little alien. I would alien cry too much. I cry too much watching E.T. I still can't watch E.T. Oh, it, God, I just can't me. watch the ending. Like, when he's in the, he the tents and, oh, I'll it kills me. right here. Yeah, it kills me. I, I once babysat watching E.T. And, like, I was, of course, crying, like, a lot in it. And the little girls were like, why are you crying? I'm like, why aren't you crying, nine-year-old? Yeah. Um, I have a connection to Firestarter. That's That was one of my nicknames as a kid, because when I was little, I was blonde and apparently briefly looked like Drew Barrymore. Sadly, that didn't stick. I was blonde as a child, too. I know. I've seen the pictures. Oh, it's yeah, crazy. Right. I was um, blonde until I was, like, seven. I know. Like, you were really blonde. It's yeah. weird. Like, I was just... Well, I didn't have hair until I was, like, four, but it was blonde peach Ooh, fuzz. Oh, wow. I had, like... Erica was an alien. Blonde peach fuzz. <laughs> Weird, yeah. man. Wow, okay. that must have made you the Maybe most popular was, like, kid on the, on the seesaw. I had hair before I went into kindergarten. It just, it was, I was blonde. Okay, let's move All on. Right, so, yeah, um, the cast working hard. Yeah, I mean, I guess they, they probably are. I feel like they have to be having so much fun on the it set, though. It seems like Actually, they are. I started listening to Smodcast, which is Kevin Smith and okay. Scott Mosier's podcast, and, um... Kevin Smith took his daughter Harley to the set of Glee, which I think is adorably awesome. Yeah. And they um he talked about like how much fun he had. So I feel like I feel like they have a good time on set. Yeah, it and seems he like they're everyone, friends. Yeah, and he said everyone are. was like so so nice to his daughter Aww. and Yeah, it was quite exciting. I was super jealous. I want mm-hmm. to be Kevin Smith's daughter. Or at least niece. I used to or, call him Uncle babysitter. Kevin for a long time. Oh, that's I weird. I would just refer to him as Uncle Kevin. Uh, sure. I do the same too. with John Waters, though. Why so you it's all it, you're making me feel like such a creep this episode. You're like, oh my god, you're an alien hey, child. You call him Kevin Smith, Uncle Kevin. I'm just calling uh, him how as I see them. <laughs> at least I'll understand. Sure. Somebody out there will. Yeah. Somebody. Echo. 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 <sighs> uh, there's a few things I'll say for... Um, my high points and low points, because Wayne hits on a lot of that. I, yeah. I have a lot of similar thoughts to him on this one. Um, including poor Kurt as Ziggy, hmm. Jesus, Jim from Garfield, or John from Garfield, uh, Charlie Brown. God, so many cartoon characters had really hard lives. They did, now that I think about it. Um, and I think as Sue as the sort of writer's uh, point of view, what would you say to that? I feel like there's no no reason for the writers to have a negative point of view. Mm-hmm. Like they're writing this hit behemoth show. Like why why? Well, I think sometimes uh, they use her well in sort of, and it's not always her. Like they did it with Jacob at the in the very first episode yeah, when it was him doing the whole like, meta. "What did you do this summer?" Yeah. And it's very meta and very that. I, I think maybe in this episode it seemed apparent that like Sue was there to keep it from being too sappy. Uh, and I appreciate that. Was it because it was this one where she was, where he was like, "I thought we were friends," and she was like, "I got, bo- I got bored." That got bored. No, that was the seventh. That was the <laughs> next episode. That was, that was the next one. Yeah. Huh. This is the problem with recording two episodes. Back right, back. right. But that, I mean, that totally comes but up in the next episode. Yeah. And that's, I mean, my my hesitation about the Sue character this season has been now that they've shown her with a heart. Now that yeah. they've shown her like actually caring about even new directions, like. 
it becomes, oh, how do we give Sue a con... Whenever we need a bad guy, let's give Sue some random reason for being angry. And I think it actually worked well in the, in the second episode that we'll talk about later in um, the Gwyneth Paltrow one. Because in in this one, it was fine because it wasn't the driving force at all. It was just that Sue was happened to be, you know, there and have an opinion on it. Uh, but I think it's a danger, and I think it depends on how it's handled. Yeah. Um, so should we move on to the next one? Sure, sure. All right. Do you want to read it? Yes. As soon as I open it. Um, okay. Jake McLarge writes, Hey, ladies, I don't have much to add, but I'll share a Stamos-related story and a couple of thoughts on the Never Been Kissed episode. I like to think I know what the Stamos is like. Maybe I think I'm just in touch with what women see as attractive, or I have a smug self-confidence in all matters that I have a fleeting knowledge of. Lo and behold, here I am, sitting with my girlfriend, watching the Rocky Horror Glee show, and I'm trying to explain the complex relationship between Mr. Shu and Emma. <laughs> I explained to her that it's something to the effect of they love each other, but last season she was engaged and he was married to a crazy person, but they both split up with their partners to be together, but now they're not for some reason, I don't even remember, and now she's with some new dude. My girlfriend immediately casts aspirations up to Emma, thinking she's some sort of flighty hussy. Then, out of nowhere, comes Stamos. I say that Emma is with Stamos, and I hear a prompt squeal and ooh from her. (laughs) Uh, This is what we do every time he comes on screen. Yes. To say I understand Stamos is like me saying hurricanes ain't that bad. I know because I had a shower this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I am so hopelessly I lost. I love that logic. <laughs> On to Never Been Kissed. Thumbs up for a steel drums, Bob Marley, throwing babies out with the bathwater. <laughs> totally done that. Slow-mo, happy holding hands in the hallway, dance boxing in the background, leather pants, big hair, and wind machines, confetti cannons, the first Never Been Kissed payoff. Damn. <laughs> Hard dudes, nipple rings, and stolen waffles. I seriously love the Puck Artie duo. Thumbs down for rest assured there are no such nice all boys academies in Lima, Ohio, <laughs> but they do have a sweet, a sweet rock quarry. The second never been kissed payoff. What? what? <laughs> so there it is. My thoughts on my favorite episode of the season. Keep up the hmm. classy work, Jake McLarge. Interesting that this is his favorite yes. episode of the season. That's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll get into I think how we felt about it. Yeah. Um, my ultimate reaction is mixed. It's very mixed. Very mixed, yeah. But, I mean, he does point out some of the really great things in there. Um, Dance boxing in the background. Did I miss that? Where was the dance boxing? What song? I don't remember dance boxing. Um, One Love. One Love. Which could have been that one. Teenage. All the the two mashups. I don't know. But, fuck yeah, I want a confetti cannon. I want two confetti cannons. Yes, two. Oh, those were fantastic. But Mookie has to clean up the mess. Oh, God. I loved... I, 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 hurricanes ain't that bad, I know, because I had a shower this morning. That's, <laughs> that's, like, that's the logic of glee so often, too. And there, to answer your question, you can explain to your girlfriend, they're not together because they tried to be together, and it just didn't, it just didn't work. Well, 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 he was... I mean, they were going to have sex, and then they decided not to. She wasn't really ready for it. Then, yeah, it was all of her, like... Oh, and then he made out with Adina Menzel. Yeah. And then, like... And she got mad at him, Sue put her up to... Yeah, 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 the whole, like, you're a slut! Will, you're a slut! And I think it was, like, him realizing... Or her kind of pointing out to him and him realizing, like, he needs to be alone. He's he's not ready to be... It's that whole, like... Oh, when you're on the rebound, you should never get into a serious relationship. You should then just have with, sex with a lot of people. Yeah, he's been with the same woman since he was 16. Yeah. So that and Emma realized that, and that's why yeah. that's why they're not together. All right, all right, there we go. Yeah, see, I, hurricanes are great because Emma's a good person. And I did shower today. She realized that 
that he shouldn't be with someone right now. Mm-hmm. So now you can explain. Okay, yeah, that kind of works out. Sure, yeah. right? Good, good. Better luck than us, Jake. All right, and we have one more email yeah. from Nigel. Um, I, I, I kept harassing him to give us feedback, and he did. Um, so Nigel writes, Good day again from sunny Australia. Struth, I almost forgot to email you Sheila's again this week. Oh, he called us Sheila's. I know, I love it. <laughs> Believe it, I'm now doing American voice. Believe it or not, Australian Glee fans are being screwed over yet again. Taking Glee off the air for two weeks for the Commonwealth Games wasn't enough. Now they've moved it from Wednesday to Monday night starting this Monday. This means that it wasn't even on this week, and so I'll once again be behind and have to wait before listening to Gleecast, which means no feedback from me. I don't want to be that guy who sends in emails that are already out of date. It's okay if you are, Nigel. I really must apologize for John for my John Stamos comment this week. <laughs> Shit gets real here. They were completely out of line. Mr. Stamos is a wonderful <laughs> singer. He's perfect. He's Frank Sinatra, Freddie Mercury, and Brett Michaels all rolled into one. I shall never speak ill of him again. That's right. <laughs> and now you won't get beat up. <laughs> That's right. We're not sending killer kangaroos your direction. <laughs> Anyway, never been kissed. Best episode yet. I'm sure you have spoken about the best bits, and I'm going to assume that I agree with you. Bravo! Still, there were a few things I didn't like. One, the whole homophobic bully is actually kind of gay thing is a bit predictable these days. I was disappointed to see the show go down this road. Why can't a homophobic bully just be a homophobic bully without the stereotypical closeted gay aspect? Two, Coach Beast's first kiss was a pity kiss. If the show was more realistic, Beast would have punched him and then power-bombed him into the bench they were sitting on. Where was her dignity? I think she should have wanted her first kiss to be from someone who had genuine feelings for her. The rest of the show was fine. It was great to see Puck back. The show really missed him. As you know, I was late with the feedback, and so I've forgotten most of the episode. I hope I covered it up well, and you won't notice. Wait a minute. I just gave myself up. Damn. Regards, Nigel. I find it really interesting that we've had two writers, two people now write in and say that they really like this That this was their favorite episode. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, really? It's, I mean, the one thing I'll say for it was, for me, it, it was much better the second time around. The first time I watched it, I was it just really, it was not clicking with me in the least. Second time, there was a lot more that I noticed and enjoyed. Um, but I still had, I mean, he really sums up the two, yeah. two of the three biggest issues I have with this episode. The first one being the, the homophobic bully being gay. Mm-hmm. Larry. Sec- yeah, Larry, Larry from <laughs> Buffy Larry is what we're going to call him. <laughs> Uh, the second being the, the, not so much the kiss as much as the execution of that, mm-hmm. which I think I'll get to just when we start yeah. talking about that. We'll go into it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's pretty much where I agree. I, I guess I, I don't know. Uh, there's a lot to enjoy about this episode though. I think the music was really good this episode, but the, I had issues with the music, the plot, but it was. Really? The, the plot, all right. Well, I'll explain. I'll explain. All right. So we're going to take a break. <laughs> Should we take a break? <laughs> yeah, let's Okay, we'll take a break. As a listener of podcasts, sometimes you hear us ask for things like votes in the iTunes store or donations or something like that. Well, this time around, we're going to ask you for something a little different. We'd like your help well, in helping one of our own. That's right. I'm Brother D, and this is Miss Bren here. Hello. And we want to talk a little bit about our friends, Matt and Liz. Now, Matt's active on Twitter. He's the man behind the blog, Chuck Norris Ate My Baby, which you can find at ChuckNorrisAteMyBaby.com. And his Twitter name is Matt Zuka. And they're trying to put together an amazing wedding because they've been engaged for four years. And the reason they've been engaged for four years is because Matt got sick with renal failure during their engagement. Mm -hmm. And he's all better now because Liz gave him a kidney. I don't know any couples that have that kind of a bond. It's pretty special. That's a lot. That's one heck of an engagement ring. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Would you give me your kidney? 
I would now. (laughs) (laughs) So now Matt is healthy and doing well, and they are able to move on with their wedding plans. However, that whole kidney thing, not cheap. In the meantime, Matt really wants to give Liz what she deserves. I mean, the girl gave up a kidney. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And they're ready to move forward with the next stage of their life. They want to get married. And that's where we come in. That's where you come in. There is a contest right now at the Waterfront Beach Resort where they can get the wedding of their dreams. And it's all based on vote. That's what you need to do. You need to get over to the website and you need to vote. Now, you do have to register to do so. But I did it in like three minutes. They're real quick. You have to put in your email address. They'll send you a confirmation email. It's painless. It's quick. And it helps all our friends, Matt and Liz. Once you register, you can vote every single day. For how long? Well, they're in round two right now, and voting continues through November 29th. Oh, wow. So we could all get in about, what, 15, 20 votes for them? Definitely. If we go every day, how many people are competing? In this particular round, there are 10 couples. So we need to get in there and get Liz this wedding that she so dearly deserves. She gave up a kidney for it, for crying out loud. Well, she didn't give up a kidney for it. She gave up a kidney for love, and therefore love owes her a good wedding. So there you go. Here's what you do. Go to tinyurl.com slash lizmatt, that's L-I-Z-M-A-T-T, or if you're feeling funny, go to tinyurl.com slash kidneywedding. Help out our friends, and uh, we'll get them into the next round. Hopefully. I hope so. Really, how often do you find two people who are so in love that they are able to stay together through all that medical trauma and heal each other? That's amazing. They're sharing a kidney, man. I don't believe they're sharing a kidney. Well, that's true. I believe they each have their own kidney now. But they're like matching sets. That's true. They have matching kidneys. That's so cute. It is adorable. How come we don't have matching kidneys? You don't love me. I love you with all my kidney. Okay, episode 2.6, Never Been Kissed. Uh, I'm going to go right into the Glee Cap, which, um, excuse me in advance, because I wrote this, I was telling Erica earlier, on the plane ride home from Whorehound when I was working on about two and a half, three hours of sleep, and I was tired, and um, I hope this makes sense. So here we go. Things are getting hot and heavy at McKinley High, but everyone's favorite golden-haired McConaughey in training is feeling pretty frustrated with Quinn's (laughs) prudish ways. Finn, a fellow dude in an an unconsummated relationship, offers some advice in a yodely way. Namely, to find his inner buzzkill. This turns out to be one Shannon Beast, and a successful buzzkill she proves to be, even for Tina. When Will discovers what his students think about to quell erections, he deems it inappropriate. Just as we deem it inappropriate that he knows what his students are thinking about to calm erections. Right? Through a series of stuff, Will is forced to tell the not-so-surprisingly hurt Beast. She reacts by quitting, much to the delight of Sue and her dual confetti cans. Will reveals how disappointed he is in the boys, and Tina, and they do the right thing by serenading Beast with a mashup. Oh yeah, because the challenge this week was to do another girls vs. guys mashup. But nobody really seems to care about that, especially since Leia and Michelle keep shrinking into Ether and Kurt, his frustrations building over the verbal-slash-physical abuse he seems to experience on a daily basis, falls in love with a nearby all-boys school where A, the Glee Club is cool, 
B, the Glee Club will be their sectionals competition, and C, the leader of the club is the Dream Mystery Date with an angelic voice of reason and general angelicism. Blaine, as the angel boy is known, tries to help not just Kurt, but the giant nine-foot-tall football player who is apparently almost killing Kurt every day because he's gay. By he, I mean the football player, though Kurt's gay too. Oh, and also Puck returns from Juvie, does community service by cooling up Artie, who may be on the climb back into Britney's heart, but then pisses Artie and his probation officer off and has a mini-outbreak that's soon quelled by Artie's guild to teach him geometry while he picks up highway garbage. It's the start of a bromance, maybe, unless that plot thread gets cut off for no reason also. I think, but can't really be sure, that that's what you missed this week on Glee. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, um... Do you want to talk about Puck first? Let's talk about Puck first. I... I love Puck. We know I love Puck. He was my favorite character all first season. I really disliked him this episode. Really? I it was because of Dining and Dashing. Because Dining and Dashing like hurt. was like, oh, Puck, no, don't go down that road. It wasn't that. It's that he was just so over the top this episode. They took they took all like the funny things about him because he, you know, he's he's a bad boy, but he really, he's soft and gooey inside. He has like, a nougaty innards, yeah. if you will. We know that from the first season because we've seen him, you know, we... With Quinn, yeah. you know, yeah. And he, with the baby and singing Beth, like, I love him. And I just felt like everything he said, I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, huh. like I felt like it was so over, and not even so much the stuff when he was talking about Juvie, about the waffles. Like, that was funny. But then. Lego my like, ego. Yeah. Like, yelling at Artie. I mean, he got a free dinner. Why did he have to yell at Artie for paying the check? Like, he mm-hmm. was still getting away for free. It's not like wow. the end of the world. See, that's interesting. It. I kind of like, I, what I really liked was, um, we talked about this a little bit on the podcast podcast, like, mm-hmm. did they just get rid of him in this awkward way, the way they do with characters and don't explain it, but I really like that they gave him an actual story. I like that they gave him a story. I like that they kind of got to this, and they, um, I almost wish they did it more, because I, when Puck's probation officer comes in, and, like, he's, you know, throwing things, and he's like, I'm not going back there, like, it actually got kind of dramatic, and I was like, wow, like, they've... Like, we, what we know about Puck, we know Puck is kind of, like, I always call him the Bart Simpson. Like, he's bad. He can't really help himself. He's just bad. And, but he seems to be from, like, a good enough home. I guess yeah. his dad isn't in the picture, but his mom yeah. seems to care. Like I think his dad left. Okay. So, like, it just, I, I like why that. why he had such a connection to the yeah. baby. I like that they were getting into this, like, darkness of the character of him, like, and they kind of, because they did this with Kurt also, that both Kurt and Puck had this, like, moment where it really did seem like these were teenage boys who nobody could help kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That, like, adults don't understand them. Like, they... And, I mean, for very different reasons, obviously. But, I, I don't know, I kind of like that they gave him this depth of him feeling really... I Like, not, you know, just troubled. I feel like the depth was out of place. Like, I... Huh. Like, I don't, like, you, you've you seen him, you know, eating Chinese with his mom. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he I does have, that. like, a nice, he does have a nice mom, a good home, and he respects his mom. It's not like he's ever talked bad about her or, about, or mm-hmm. really about his home life, except for the fact that his dad left, which, and he has had these moments where he's been this really nice guy, so I just felt like him going crazy and throwing stuff was like... Mm. I mean, I, I get that he didn't want to go back to Juvie because it was really, really bad. And there gotcha. were guys who were much worse than him. But it just felt so over the top. I, I, okay. I, I, can, I can see your point. Maybe, I think I like the idea of it maybe more than the execution. I guess if all his like little mean things were spread out and in separate episodes, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had a problem with them. But maybe it was just too much like badass, Puck trying to be a badass in one episode for me. Okay. It didn't, it didn't work. It didn't. 
I didn't think it read true to his character. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see your point. I, I guess I kind of disagree, just because I really like that they made him into a person this episode. Um, but yeah, I can, I can see your point of this being a little too... Maybe going a little too dramatic without yeah. having the balls to actually back it up. Because I'm sure it's never going to come back. Like, I would love it if it does. But, like I even said in the recap, like, I, I doubt we'll see him and Artie have a scene together for the rest of the season. Yeah. You know? And I do really like their friendship. I thought mm-hmm. that was I like the idea of it, great. but and are we going to see it? Hmm, who knows? Depends on who writes the episode. Exactly. And this one, by the way, was a Brad Falchuk one. Which, you could count, I don't know. I, I could guess... Like, I, I figured it out as soon as mm-hmm. all the Beast stuff started happening, because it was very, like, mushy. Mushy, sappy. Yeah. Um, um, but Puck's Mohawk is back. It is, which is, which is good. Yeah. Although it's a, little, it's a little thick. I feel like it was thinner. I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's working it. He's got, a, got some and time And he had, ago. like, big plugs in in one scene and not in the other one in his ears. Oh, uh, it yeah. was all very It was all very strange. I don't okay. know. I, it, it didn't work for me. Even interesting, and maybe it's just because I'm so picky because I love him so much that you really want the best for him. Yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. Um, who do you want to talk about next? Talk about Beast. Talk about Beast. Um, so Shannon Beast, large woman, you know, handsome woman, some might call her. Uh, and the the boys around school and Tina start, you know, picturing her in unflattering situations to, you know, not uh ejaculate over their girlfriends um she finds out is naturally a little bit hurt and resigns and then will like the shining knight in armor he is sits her down in the locker room for a nice heart to heart and gives her a pity kiss essentially i had so many issues with this okay begin begin i I do too let me hear yours she she has to know she's a handsome woman. Like, like yeah. she has to know. Well, she, she even says, yeah. I'm, a, "I'm a very particular type." So why, like, why was she so offended by, like, by what the kids did? Like, huh, come on. I mean, you uh, work in a high school. If you, the kids yeah. are mean, you know they're going to be yeah. mean. Like, it's just, I don't know. It seemed like very overly emotional of her. I could see your point. Like, on one hand. It is. Like, it's something you accept. If you're a teacher, you accept that your kids, your kids are, are either fun you. making fun of you, masturbating over you, doing something. Like, yeah. you accept it. And for her to have... But at the same time, like... But for that to be, like, her breaking point. She was, she was like, ready to stop coaching. Yeah. Well, she, she was, was like, like, she was going to be go, a cooler in a hockey yeah. park. Well, she was going to go find something else to do. And for, like, for that to be your breaking point, mm-hmm. like, what have you been doing all these years you've been coaching? Like, no right, other right. kids Nobody's have ever had an issue with you? Especially if you're the football coach and right. you're a woman. Like, yeah. Th- you have, you should have a thicker skin. Yeah. I, yeah. Much thicker. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think there is something different of, like, you know, knowing, in your head, knowing that, like, yeah, people are, people are saying stuff about you for whatever reason. But then for it to be so overtly acknowledged for your friend, like the only real friend you have at the school you work in to sit you down and tell you that all of your students think of you in underwear in order, you know, to, you know, to, to kill the mood. Like you could see where that's, it's embarrassing on a different level, Yeah, you know? So I, I think I could like, yeah, on one hand, on the other hand, I don't know, like, it's one thing if somebody, like, call, you know, I knew somebody called me fat. It's another thing if I knew somebody was, like, thinking of me naked to, you know, not come over their girlfriend, right? <laughs> um, so, but, yeah, I, what I hated, that's not what I hated about it. I hated about it was just the writing of that scene. 
I'm sorry, just because you're an unattractive person does not mean you have a soft inside. <laughs> and I hate when movies and everything does this whole, like, oh, you're ugly, but I know you're a good person. Fuck you. you maybe you're a cunt. Yeah. Like, and, I, and I didn't like that. It just felt so, so cheesy and so sappy and so emotional and... Just that, that she would buy it kind of bothered me. And it fits that Will would do it, because Will is that kind of yeah, guy. Yeah, Will is that guy. But still, like, I, I mean, ugh. I don't know. It just, it, I hated the scene both times. And I hated that. I hated that Will kissed her, but, and he's telling her all these wonderful things about her, so then fucking date her. Right, exactly. <laughs> if she's so wonderful, yeah, Will. Yeah, if she's beautiful, which you just told her she was, yeah. then yeah. Then take her out You're single, dating. right? Take her to breadsticks. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so that, and it, oh, Yeah. Ken Tanaka needs to come back, and then they can date. <laughs> yes, Ken Tanaka and Coach B. Except they can't have kids because their kids would look exactly oh, like both of them. Because I already thought she was Ken Tanaka. <laughs> um, so yeah, my, my issue with it was just the because they don't like. I'm trying. I, I guess they did that a little bit with other things like that. The way they kind of handled the um, not not this season, but last season, some of the Mercedes stuff. Like yeah. this whole like, oh, you're such a strong person because you're unattractive. Essentially, is what it's saying. Yeah. And it, you know, I don't know, it grates me. It just feels like such an easy way out of dealing with an unattractive, a physically unattractive character. And I, I want Glee to be better than that, and I don't think they were this week. No, they yeah. weren't. Yeah. Although I did find it really funny that Tina was the one in the relationship who needed to pull off. <laughs> and what, what bothered me was, like, that Mike Chang was, like, then really angry about it, but Mike is the one that told her about yeah. it. So I think maybe they're just playing a Mike off as not very smart. Yeah, I don't think he is. Yeah, which works. That's fine. Go with it. Just go with it. Just let him dance. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I just want to dance. Oh, that's the next that's episode. Next we'll one. get to that. Um, so should we? So we've said our piece. Um, we've said our piece on the beast. Yes. yes. Um, so Kurt. Kurt. <sighs> now, now, okay. Maybe we have different thoughts on this one. I. This was another one that I was like, didn't like the first time around. Second time around, it worked for me. It's still a little weird because it's like. Boy, dream boy, right there, a town away from you. Who knew, kind of thing. Um, but I, I don't know. I kind of liked how this worked. I love Blaine. I think Blaine is wonderful. Well, I mean, he's he is puppies and candy canes yeah. and lollipops and marshmallows all batched into a charming, handsome young man who just so happens to be gay, right? Um, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Um, and this plays a lot into the next episode, too. I don't understand their relationship. Yet. Yeah. Because yeah. Kurt hung a picture of him in his locker. Which I thought was really weird. Yes, I agree. I agree. Under that was the weird. word courage? Well, because he texted him courage. <laughs> no, I know he did, but... But I, that was weird. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I do not... Get, like, his school picture. Like, in his school uniform. His school <laughs> I headshot. And it was, like, a portrait. It was not, yeah. like... It wasn't wallet size. No, it was, like, a, I don't know, like, like, seven by, by ten. Seven. Yeah, five, yeah. Eight by ten is the standard. I know, eight by, I know eight by ten was too big, but I five by seven is just, five like, a seven, photograph. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe it was five by seven. Well, let's, let's call it six by nine. All right. Not to be dirty. It's not really a standard it size, but we'll, we'll um, um, it was. It was. That was. That was weird. I, I concede. But I. I liked how it played. I liked the direction of it. How it just they made it look like this heaven. Yeah. The slow motion running. <laughs> the, the slow motion running the, bothered me. The but. Slow, I mean, it was ridiculous. But it was. I don't know. It was kind of nice, and it was nice. I think. I guess it was Wayne was saying it was nice to see him happy. Yeah. He never gets. He that. never gets to be happy, which uh, we've said before. Mm-hmm. You know, the sec- yeah, everything always falls down around Kurt, but 
The, but the Larry thing. Oh, God. The, all right. The Larry thing pissed me the fuck off. We don't know what his name is. It's something Polish sounding, but I'm just going to call him Larry because he um, is the football player from Buffy. It's like Krapowski. Krapowski. Officer Krapowski. I don't know. Something. Um, so Larry from Buffy. Yeah. The football player, which is this... Like, it's this interesting story thread. You're like, where are they going? Like, this guy hates Kurt. Like, he is going to kill him. And then he kisses him. Yeah. And, oh, and again, it was so easy. My other thing is that Blaine was like, oh, you have to stand up to him, blah, blah, blah. But Kurt has stood up to him before. Kurt yells yeah. after him. Kurt doesn't just like... Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's a couple of times where he pushes him and he falls down and that's it. But, you know, we saw him earlier in the episode be like, what's your problem? Yeah. Like, like it's not like Kurt is being like this... Little flower, yeah, yeah, victim that's sitting on the floor crying every time he gets pushed. Like we, mm-hmm. and even even the Gaga episode from right. last yeah, season, huge... they they all stood up to mm-hmm. him, and yeah, he's still getting harassed. And where was Larry's friend this entire episode? I I don't know where he was. I don't know. But, um, he went to the, the magical land of, of, of ether that Matt Rutherford lives in. <laughs> he's second, one of the he's one of he's, the five. Black I was going to say he's the second school. of the five black. Guys he's the third. Well, so. that's right now he's the second because Matt Rutherford yeah. is, is R.I.P. Well, no, but there. But the next episode, there's another one that right, that's right, what right. that quote is yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I. It just I felt forget, so lazy. It just felt so. I it's it gave you that argument of oh the whole like oh if you're homophobic you're gay yeah no you're not you're uncomfortable with gayness and you're an idiot if you're homophobic but that doesn't necessarily oh, come on everybody you know who's homophobic and sadly I know a fair amount of them they're not gay they're just well, idiots. Me, I mean, we could also see where it goes because they could be taking it to to that point to mm-hmm. prove that point. Like, True, you know, maybe maybe he's not really gay. Maybe he just that's what he always you know that's a stereotype that if you're homophobic you must be gay. So he gave it a try. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I was just experimenting. My um, as violent high school quarterbacks are known to do, yeah. <laughs> and linebackers, I guess. Um, but I, to pick up my train of thought from before, I I just don't understand why Kurt went. To Blaine with the bullying. I mean, I know Blaine had the line like, "Oh, the teachers well, he's were the sympathetic." Only gay guy he knows. But they, they were sympathetic. But why would you go bring to? him to confront Larry? Like, what? What was Blaine going to do that Kurt couldn't? Like, come on. Well, I don't know. Blaine is much more comfortable with himself than Kurt is. Kurt is getting there, but Kurt is still until you know a week ago. Kurt never knew another gay man in his life, probably. I know, but I just feel like they were like, "Why can't? Why can't he?" I don't know. It's Why like bringing your, your, your AA sponsor to your friend who's an alcoholic. Like, yes, you could go do it by yourself, but may, you not might not know the right things to say because you're still dealing with it. So you bring your sponsor who's who's dealt with it and dealt with others probably. But he, I don't know, that didn't bother me. he didn't do anything new. You know, he did the same right. things that Kurt was already doing. Maybe so it was the, well, maybe, well, Kurt maybe didn't want to do this alone. Kurt was afraid he was going to get killed. I know. I just think that he went to someone who had, like, there was no, there was no outcome. I think he just needed support. Right? If, if you had to go confront somebody, (laughs) let's say Shannon Beast hated you because you are a good parallel parker. Shannon Beast hated this about you. And you were going to go tell her she could parallel park too. Right? Mm-hmm. But you were kind of nervous because, I mean, Shannon Beast is like a foot and a half taller than you and could kill you and maybe told you she was going to kill you. So maybe maybe you'd be like, hey, Emily, you want to come with me? This way at least, like, you know, you can call an ambulance if I'm dead, that kind of thing. <laughs> I just felt like I, I felt like he could have gone to someone in a position of power where they, there could have been Who? some. I, he could have talked to Emma. She's your guidance yeah. counselor. That's what she's there for. Yeah. But she's also a woman, like... 
I don't know. Yes, yes, I agree. I I, I can see that maybe being take, a smart choice. Maybe take Blaine to go talk to Emma, like if he needs the support mm-hmm. in that way. But go to someone who, who's in a position of power that can actually help him at school. But at the same time, I don't know, at the same time, I think the fact that Blaine has been there, like Kurt's been there, only in a different way, like, you know, with... Blaine had to deal with the same stuff. Yeah, but Blaine got an easy way out. He, my parents have money. I'm going to go to private Football school. Football guy doesn't know this. Football guy just needs, like, you know. But no, I'm, but I'm saying Blaine doesn't necessarily have. Yeah, he was bullied, but mm-hmm. he took the easy way out. He didn't really have to stand up Right, well, and bullies. he admits that. He yeah. says, like, I, I gave so up. So, how yeah. is he more qualified than someone else to deal with it? I mean, I understand the support thing. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. All right. We disagree. Gleecast listeners, if you have an opinion on it, gleecast at gmail.com. Um, I threw out parallel parking because that was the only thing I could think of that you're like a clear minority on. <laughs> no. um, all right, should we move into the songs? Am I forgetting anything? Plot wise, I almost forgot the Kurt thing when I was doing the Gleecast, <laughs> so clearly I might um, be forgetting something. Um, Artie, I guess we can. Uh, well, Artie, we talked about with Puck. Um, yeah, we'll get back to that in my little notes. Songs? Yes, yes. Songs. Um, okay, only four of them. Yeah. So it was a light musical episode. But I think they needed that because we had like seven songs. There was a, yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, it didn't bother me because there was a lot going on. Um, the first song, One Love. Yep. Is that the name of the song? Yeah. Okay, good. I think yes. I believe so. I mean, I knew the song. I just didn't know what the correct title was. Um, so this one was sung outside. I, I like that they're outside, you know. I like that we're different. seeing a little more of the school. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was... I, I don't know. There's it was something like a, weird about it. I liked it. I mean, I, I liked the, the like. I didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't know what Puck's motivation was. Well, like, I just wanted to make some money, and they did. They made like three hundred dollars apparently, which Artie kept saying. I guess I like there was another guy there with a guitar who just jumped right in, <laughs> and a steel drum band, and a steel drum band. <laughs> just because all schools have steel drum bands, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought this one was cute. Again, I'm I'm, always, right. I'm a stickler for the guy on guy duet. Yeah, I think they're usually really cute, and it worked for me on that level. Like I'll probably I, listen to this one. I enjoyed it. I just it was a little it was a little weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm waffly. Yeah. Um, the next one. Um, I loved <laughs> Teenage Dream so much. It was pretty fantastic. Oh, um, so also in this episode, we found out New Direction's competition for sex shows. <gasps> Which I'm really excited about. Yes. So one of them we know is the, the Dalton Warbl- Academy Warblers. Warblers, which we saw, and they're great. Goes, and they're amazing. They're pretty damn amazing. How are they going to win sectionals this year? I don't know. Up against them, because they're an incredible and acapella and amazing. The only thing about that was um, my college, my first year, Eric and I went to Fordham together. My first year, I didn't. I went to ha- uh, Hamilton College. And there's, like, nine acapella groups. And, like, the only thing to do on, like, Friday nights is, like, oh, there's an acapella concert to go to. <laughs> so I always have bad memories of acapella because it reminds me of, of my freshman year. Um, so, like, there was that. But it was so fucking good. I love, yeah. I loved it. And I don't know this song. I know it's, I guess it's Katy Perry. It's Katy Perry. Yeah, I, I fucked it up. See, I have a funny history with this story because we had my friend's bachelorette party a few weeks ago. and Well, back in September, actually, not a few weeks ago now. And uh, we went out on a Friday night. We were out in the Hamptons. We went to a bunch of different bars. And at every bar, the girls asked the DJ to play Teenage Dream. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck uh, my life. Yeah. Like, seriously, it was like three or four different bars. Mm-hmm. And I had to hear it at every single bar. Well, I had to hear all the same songs at every single bar. But especially teenage single dream. ladies. Did they play single ladies? No, I don't think. I, th- I think that's right. I guess that was a little two thousand eight. But um, but yeah, I have. So I had like a really, I really hated the song at first Fair because enough. I was like, I can't take the song anymore. It quickly became like the theme song for the bachelor party, <laughs> and I was like, 
fuck my life. Um, I can't take you, Katy Perry. And I do like Katy Perry. I like her first mm-hmm. CD a lot. Um, but you hear her song over and over yeah, again. at every yeah. bar. And With, like, women dance singing to it. along to yeah, it. Yeah, at every bar. It was, yeah. it was frustrating. Um, but then they did it, and I was like, oh, my God, I love you again, And Katy this Perry. is, I mean, this is when I love Glee. I love, and I, I mean, I actually really... I liked the songs absolutely this episode because they were all different takes on the songs, yeah. which is why I love them. Yep. And this one, totally. Like, I don't even... I'm sure I've heard the original song, probably. I don't know, like, well, supermarket shopping or something. Um, but in this case, like, they was, they made it their own, yeah, which I so loved. Much fun. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I want to say, um, so their other competition... Yes. Is the hipsters. hipsters. <laughs> which, here's why I'm really excited. It's an old, it's senior citizens who are getting their GEDs. Um, I'm, like, crossing my fingers and hoping. Did you ever see the movie Young at Heart? I haven't seen it, but okay. I thought of that immediately. You have to see the movie Young at Heart. Glee Cast listeners, if you haven't seen Young at Heart, it's spelled Young, the at symbol, heart. Um, it is this amazing documentary about this senior citizen chorus who, like, travels the world and they sing, like, rock songs and everything else. And they're all, like, 90 and the movie is the most moving thing I've ever seen. The only thing I cried more in was, like, Up and Wally, but I <laughs> sobbed in Young at Heart. Um, and the music is so good, and it's old people singing it, and I have the soundtrack, and I really want Young at Heart to guest star <laughs> on Glee, but I haven't heard anything about it, but it would make me really happy if they did. Um, yeah, I thought of that, and you immediately yeah. when they said that. <laughs> I like I old like, people oh. singing rock songs. <laughs> um, and uh, one last thing about Teenage Dream was that I really loved that Blaine was totally having cheer sex with Kurt to reference Bring It On. <gasps> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It was, totally having cheers it was making me uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't know if I should be watching this. <laughs> He's making eyes at him. It was cute. And, like, how could you not fall in love with that man at yeah. that point? Yeah. And, like, Kurt's face. Kurt was so in love. He was so was excited. Sweet. Yeah. Should we go into the next one? Yes. So here's the thing. I loved the performance, but it came, I'm like, oh, here's the mashup. Um, it's Living on a Prayer slash Start Me Up. Yes. Um, it was, sorry, it's Joplin has thoughts on this one, I guess. <laughs> um, it was awesome, but there was no lead up to it whatsoever. So when it happened, I was like, oh, okay, okay. And it killed me because I think it was so good. But there was no nothing around it to give it any context, I guess, and it really well, like made it less effective for me. I, I mean, the fr- the framework was was there. You know, Will said we're going to do boys versus girls, and actually, we didn't we didn't really mention that in the program, oh yeah, yeah that it was boys versus girls, and you had to do a group a, a song traditionally sung by the opposite of your mm-hmm. sex um, because Kurt complained again. Why doesn't Will just let Kurt play, sing with the girls? Like, that I don't is know. The big deal. Like if yeah. that's where he's more comfortable, if then he should do it. Yeah. yeah. I, I well, I thought, and I, I, I didn't like that for. I didn't like it because I agree. But I kind of liked it because it, it referenced then when Kurt kind of said like, you know, you let homophobia slide, and he didn't come out and say like, and you're, you know, you do it too. But it kind of implied like Kurt, and when Kurt sat down with Will. Like, Will doesn't understand Kurt. No. And Will might think he does, because Will's like, well, I care about my students. I care that Kurt's a minority and doesn't, you know, and feels left out. But clearly he doesn't, you know, he doesn't get this aspect of his personality. And I, I liked that disconnect, because it felt real, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, wind machine. Yeah, <laughs> wind machine. I love their I want a outfits. wind machine. I love that they made those outfits. Because <laughs> Brittany was sewing the sequins on backwards. On backwards, that's right. And I really love that Rachel was actually doing the opposite of what she was supposed to do. Although, I'm, at this point, I'm kind of ready for a Rachel episode. Rachel hasn't had I was gonna say the same any thing. drama like, this I was season. so... I'm like, Rachel... And, like, the next episode we'll get to, she has, like, a tiny, tiny subplot. It's not even a subplot. Yeah. But I agree. Like, 
She's gotten no attention. Yeah, and it's been fine because I think the Kurt stuff's been so good, and I do yeah. feel like those are the two kind of leading hearts of New Directions. Um, but but after, I agree, like, you know, coming off of season one where it was kind of all about Rachel and especially the end of the season mm-hmm. about Finn, I feel like they haven't had anything to do. Yeah. I mean, we saw them during duets. We saw them get to be happy and stuff, but... It's been much more ensemble. Yeah. Yeah. Which hasn't bothered me, but yeah, I'm. But it's, I, it's I, not I, like I miss I'm, her. Yeah, like, but I want I want a Rachel centric episode. I yeah, I miss you know neurotic Rachel. Yeah, I, no, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, and I'm surprised this is the first time they've done Bon Jovi. Is with, it, no, 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 no. The guys did it last season. They what did, did they um do? the the mashup episode. They did Living on a Prayer, didn't they? Oh no, wait, no, that this was, was Living on a Prayer. <laughs> they did um um what's the other like anthem? No, no, no. What was remember the mashup oh, last it's season? My life. Yeah, that's Bon Jovi. Um, it is, but it's like, I don't know, it's not like classic. Now or never. I'm gonna... Alright, fine. My heart is like a broken... Heart. I just feel like they do so much journey, there should be more Bon Jovi. Uh, fair enough. I feel I, like they go hand in hand. I will never say no to that. Bon Jovi's yeah. one of my karaoke uh, backups, if you will. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on this one? No, I really liked it. I liked it. I just, I wish there was something building up to it, was all. And the last mashup was the boys singing Stop. In the name of love and free your mind, which was awesome, which was pretty great. I like this. I kind of just want, wanted them to sing "Free Your Mind" because I think mm-hmm. that song is wonderful. But it was cute because they had the little tuxedo, yeah. the little whatever they—they're not really tuxedos. It's like the what is it, sports coat with little bow ties yeah. kind of thing. And they did all the fifties choreography. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. And they were dancing with the girls, like yeah. everybody was paired up. I thought it was really cute. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, overall, I think the songs were great this episode. Yeah. And I feel like the plot stuff fell a little short. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. Um, should we go into high notes? Sure, sure. Okay. Um, this episode, I didn't notice until I watched it the second time around. This episode was hilarious. The, the one-liners were, at, and there were so many like little tiny asides and references that I just didn't hear the first time. Like Rachel's emergency mashup list. No, I didn't even see that. <laughs> yeah, when he announced mashup, she was like, "Okay, my emergency mashup list." <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, yeah, like this one just had so many tiny little moments like that. Um, wow, I'm angry at that. You run through a bunch because okay, I, I okay. really have a lot more to say. Um, you think the Nutcracker is just a musical <laughs> um, that Beast said to Artie because she made him wear a yeah. cup? It's funny because I have a friend. Um, I don't know if she's listening. She listened to one episode. But when she was a little girl, she played on, like, a boys' baseball team, and her dad made her wear a cup. <laughs> which I think is great and really uncomfortable for a female. <laughs> um, I like that Artie thought that busking was badass. <laughs> like, that, that's something, like, I would have been, like, in high school, like, oh, my God, we're going to busk! <laughs> kind of thing. Um, I mentioned this also on Podcast Podcast, but I was so happy to see Puck's probation officer played by... The actress who played Avon Barksdale's sister on The Wire. She's just a great episode actor, and I was happy to see her. Um, I like that we're having another kind of Roadhouse reference because Beast says she wants to be a cooler at Honky Tonk yeah. Bar, and I'm like, oh, maybe they're gonna bring some Roadhouse in because they kept talking about it with um, Sam's haircut earlier. I think somehow. Well, they're right? talking no, about, they about Point Break. break. I'm like, have they not made Roadhouse references? I don't think oh, so. I mashed them together. I guess in my head, mash up. Um, that would be a pretty wonderful mashed up movie. Like, oh my. Like surfing oh. and roundhouse kick it kicks and and oh god that would be amazing oh jeez oh god now I'm distracted someone listening please um I like that puck called Artie Professor X little X Men reference pretty great 
Um, he Sue... also, oh, well, he also called him a young Jedi in a wheelchair, which was also great. I like the things that he calls him. They're funny. Yeah, they, they were they were very very funny this week. Sue had um, a lot of great stuff this week. Two lines that I really liked when she called Sam Macaulay Culkin <laughs> stunt double. Yeah, and she had a. I didn't write down the actual joke, but she had a great. I'm kind of a softie for Helen Keller jokes. <laughs> I really find them funny. I'm crass like that, I guess. Uh, and she had a great Helen Keller joke, but it was like an elaborate one because it wasn't, she never said Helen Keller. She was like, that's right, Annie Sullivan. Yeah. Blah, blah. And I kind of dug that. Do you want that. me to sign it into your hand? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like she, she, it was like, I like that Sue has these on call kind of thing. Um, two more quick ones. One was just that uh, when Will was pouring the coffee in the teacher's lounge, it looked disgusting. <laughs> and I just like that touch. I like when they make the life of a teacher look really kind of sad, I guess, or just, you know, like it's filled with really bad coffee. And um, the Kurt and Puck, this kind of uh, thread going on of how they're both feeling like nobody kind of understands them, that they're alone. I dug it. I really liked um, Kurt's clockwork bow tie. He's wearing it in the beginning. I didn't notice it. It's really awesome. It almost like I can't you know, I can't tell what it is because it looks like it's like hard plastic lucite hmm. with like cogs and stuff inside of it. Ooh, you have fancy. to go back and watch it. It's really fancy. fancy. I can't I, I can't tell that. what it actually is though. If mm-hmm. it's just fabric that looks like that, or if it's actually like a hard t- bow tie. I don't know. I know how to tie a bow tie now. By the way, impressive, listeners. <laughs> I know how to tie my shoes. By the way, <laughs> I only learned it about ten years ago, so um, it's kind of a thing for me. Yeah, I think. I think that, the other oh, notes. and I and I like the note of the mailman still carrying over, what, that Finn still uses the mailman, the mailman getting hit quell. by the car. Yeah, yeah. I, I did like that because um, it always makes me laugh. I, I'm easy like that. If yeah. you know you flash to somebody hitting someone with their car, I'm gonna laugh. And I just like that it's you know carried over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's they do have issues carrying things. They, over. they have you know they've been known to drop certain threads. Yes. Speaking of, do you have any other high notes? No. Okay, so my biggest low note. Let me start with the biggie. Okay, so when we last left Artie and Brittany, Brittany had sex with Artie. Artie kind of was really pissed about the fact that he didn't think it meant anything to her. Artie wheels himself away angrily in a wheelchair. Brittany is left to breadsticks, mushing a meatball around with her nose. Now, all of a sudden, Artie wants Brittany back, um, and Artie feels like she won't take him back because he was mean to her. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. This made me really, really angry. Did it make you angry, Erica? I was just kind of like, why did, like, when did he start wanting her back? Right. And I understand that he would, yeah. but you, you cannot do that. You cannot leave off a show with one character, Brittany, feeling terrible and guilty and feeling, and like showing us that she's human for one of the first times. And all of a sudden, totally reverse it and have not give her anything and have it be Artie's fault. And Artie was the bad guy. Yeah. No, like you can't do that. And it bugged me so much. And I was so afraid they would do something like that. Yeah. You have to wonder if they're trying to be like, like if they're trying to do the Arrested Development thing where they always show things in the in the right right in the recap, recap that like that ne- no or, next week on and yeah. be like never actually and happened, they never happen. Which would like, be in, fine in theory. They happen because they do reference that stuff in the show. Mm-hmm. But you never see it happen. Right. But it, to pick it up all of a sudden in the middle of season two. Yeah. And to do it with a major, like, character and plot relationship, mm-hmm. it's different. Because on Arrested Development, it was generally more for a joke. And it was, yeah. you know, it wasn't, 
it wasn't like it was changing who a character was in love with, mm-hmm. you know? In this case, it was them just like, ah, eh, you're not, and it's what they kept doing last season with the Jesse Rachel thing, where it's like, uh, people aren't going to care anymore. We'll just, we'll just drop it. We'll just make him a jerk. We'll just, you know, keep switching it around. And it bugs the hell out of me that they do that, that like it, and it, cause it really, I feel like it really short shifted Britney on it. Mm-hmm. Cause like Britney now we don't, we never see her deal with her guilt and her deal with like, Oh gee, am I a slut? Or was I, you know, did I use him or anything like that? And it, it Oh, it irks me to no end. I was really upset about it. I'm sorry. Maybe cry. I'm not as passionate about it as you are, but I'm sorry. Oh, God, it just made me really angry. I see that. You can see that. I'm, I'm currently cutting myself. <laughs> um, do you have other low notes? I have two more. Um, there, were, there were a couple of silly things, like, when did... Did Quinn actually repair her relationship with Sue, where she's going to Sue to be to seek advice? Um, it made sense because Sue, she's new, she's back to being captain. Yeah, of the but squad. she blackmailed her way back onto the squad. Yeah, but I think Sue was kind of like, okay. I th- no, I don't know. That didn't bug me too much because it, it felt like you know Quinn's not that Quinn's on the dark side again all the way because we've seen that she's not, yeah, she's not. But that you know Quinn is now a Cheerio again. Quinn knows. That, you know, But Sue, to the point where she would go to Sue for advice about her boyfriend? Maybe because it had to do with Beast, and she knows how uh, much Sue hated I Beast guess. kind of thing. I don't know. And then another silly thing was um, Kurt's outfit changed. Oh, I didn't between, notice. Um, so he, go, he goes to uh, Dalton Academy, and he sees them sing, and he's in one outfit. And then a couple of scenes later, he's having coffee with them. And to me, uh, it would say that it he went there the and day. then they went afterwards right. to go get coffee. That but his sense. outfit is totally different. I mean, obviously, no one else's outfit is different because they're in the school uniforms. Mm-hmm. But that that bothered me a little bit because I don't... Uh, why would he leave and then call mm-hmm. him and be like, Let's, why would it... Especially because of the things they were talking about. Like, they knew that he was from the other school, blah, blah, Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't catch that. But I can see that being an irk. Um, I don't ever want to hear a Jersey Shore reference on my three, <laughs> especially with those abs. You could be my, my own, own situation. Situ- oh, God, I can't even finish the thought. <laughs> it made me audibly groan both times I watched it. I was not happy with it, did not like it, made me upset. I threw my cat at the TV when it happened. <laughs> um, um, the other one I had, I talked a little bit about Beast. And just the, that, the writing of that last scene. And when Will says, your heart is too big for some men to handle. Oh, come fuck you. No, it's not. Come on. She's just not a conventionally attractive woman. Yeah. She needs to go on Match.com, put it all out there, say I am six feet tall. I am, you know, a little masculine. Yeah, and someone... Some, that's but I like football. She exactly. She likes football. There's men out there that will yeah. dig that. Uh, and I get it. You're in Ohio. Maybe it's harder where there's not as many people. But come on. Um, and the ma- come on, as you can say. My last thing was when Puck gets called into... For, first of all, when is Glee... Like, when is Glee class? Is it a class during the day or is it after school? Because <laughs> in the first season, it was definitely after school. It was definitely an after school activity. Um, now that's I think a good it's question. a class. Maybe it's like chorus. I don't um, know. And then, it, why, do, like, why does Will always get paired with his kids when he gets called into the office? Like, why is he suddenly this, their, like, surrogate? Because when, mm. when Figgins... Um, yeah, with, 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 um, with what's Puck. his name? Puck. Like what? Yeah. Like they would the, in a normal school. Will wouldn't get pulled in there with him. Like maybe Emma would because she's the she's guidance, guidance counselor. counselor. 
But um, yeah. and it happens all the time. The same thing with Tino when Tino was dressing all goth right. and he wanted to stop. Will showed up in the office with it. Like, why is Will their father? Because they need him plot-wise to be yeah. in that room. Yeah, no, I, I never thought about that, but I guess it's just a purely a plot it's convenience. Just, yeah, <laughs> silly little things that are weird. But, um, yeah, that's all my... Um, so, yeah, overall, it was kind of... I don't know. It was I a mixed episode for me. I loved the music. Mixed. I loved the one-liners. I was, a, I was really mixed on the plot stuff. I agree. I think it's enjoyable. I think it's one that, like, you know, if it's on reruns or when I get it on DVD, like, I'll rewatch this episode without mm-hmm. question. I will fast forward through all the B stuff because it just offended me. It just, oh, you, if you are an unattractive woman or an unattractive man, the last thing you want is for an attractive person to tell you that you have a really nice inside. Yeah. And, oh, it just irked me. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. Are, are we just jaded people? Are we just... What's what, ugh, did anybody else hate that scene with a passion? I do always wonder how much our not. I'm going to sound like such a snob. I wonder how much <laughs> living in New York affects like our view of Ohio. Like, like okay, so Ohio listeners, and we have them. The Night of Living podcasters are in, are in Ohio. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're also right by the city, though, aren't they? Like, it's like rural mid. Well, I mean, like, but in the middle of kids, like they're in suburbia. They're not in like they're not living on a farm. No, I know. They're in suburbia, but I, they make it seem like they're so removed from everything. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh my god, we're going to oh my god. Yes, yes. Oh my god. They make I it seem that way. On the street. Oh, best thing I overheard um, last week coming out of Penn Station um, was uh, this coming out of like the Long Island Railroad section, and there was a woman standing there with her friends. She's like, just take me to where I can buy shoes and handbags. <laughs> and that's all you can, that's do, in all you can do in New York City. That, and then you can go to Sbarro, yeah. But I, like, I do have, like, a super negative view because I lived in, like, I lived in the city and I, Mm -hmm. like, I hate tourists. Like, (laughs) so I I feel like that does affect the way I watch the show sometimes. Mm. Okay. It's, it's. And in some cases it it, it lets me excuse things that they do because I'm like, oh. Oh, it's just because they're in Ohio. (laughs) Not not even just Ohio. Everybody has a nougatty inside in Ohio. But I'm like, they're not, they're not on a coast, so it's Mm -hmm. very different, like. But it, but it is. It's true. I mean, I go. I work these bat mitzvahs where these girls have two and three and four dresses for their party, and people, you know, people in the middle of the country don't have those things. Like they don't have these super sweet. They don't, there's no Jewish people in the Midwest. <laughs> they don't have these huge parties. They have mm-hmm. like a kiddish luncheon, and like that's it. <laughs> I love. That. I love when Erica talks Hebrew. It just amuses me to no end. Because I'm, because I'm, I know so much Hebrew. You're, you're, you're uh, with me, what do they call it? Sh- 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 I can't say that shishka. word. Yeah, so um, it'll sound offensive I if I, I say it. But I don't know. I, I just, I wonder how affected my viewing of the show is by my, by my location mm. and my upbringing. Interesting. I mean, I think, I guess it's mixed because it depends on what storyline we're talking about. For the Kurt stuff, I think it always works because yeah. it's, it's just, you know, you, you're gay in a, and it's not even like Midwest. It's also the South. It's also here. I mean, even in probably Long Island, like if, when you're anywhere, if you're growing up and you're gay and you look around and there's nobody around you that you can talk to, it's probably just as hard, just, you know, mm-hmm. maybe in different ways than it is as shown on Glee where it's, you know, he's the only one until he finds this Mecca. Um, but the, the, the bee stuff didn't strike me as being, like, a regional thing. The, the, the bee stuff no, was just, like, 
you know, oh, I can't find a man. I mean, if she went to a bar in New York City, she wouldn't necessarily, you know, get it no. and come home with a date. I wasn't saying necessarily in, in relation to mm-hmm. peace, just in general. I don't know. Now I sound like some sort of like evil <laughs> Erica's New Yorker. I know, like I, it's not, it's not that I'm trying to be a snob. It's that I feel, I feel naive about things. Like I feel ignorant about things. I don't, and it's just, be, it's just because I'm from New York that it sounds like I feel like I sound snobby, but it's not. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a good thing to lean on. Like, oh, I don't understand that. I'm from New York, <laughs> but I'm not saying it like that, and I don't want people to be like that cunt, like because mm-hmm. I'm not, New York cunts. I'm not trying to be like that. I'm, I'm. I'm being honest. Okay. I'm being honest, listener. You know, wear it, share it, <laughs> don't dream it, be it, all that stuff. On that note. Um, I had two stray res- um, re- uh, observations. observations, not reservations. Woo! Observations. <laughs> I can talk English. Um, you although reservations if I, you want. We can. For what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, although in my notes on my outline, I wrote them as stay instead of stray. Um, I was really tired when I wrote this. But I love how on TV, nobody I have ever seen on any television show ever or any movie ever set in a high school has a bottom locker. You ever notice that? Never once. Never once will you see a character bend down to go open up his or her locker. Do Just, they have top-bottom lockers in, in They Glee? did in Glee. Yeah? Yeah, it was very clear that, like... a lot of times they're just the tall lockers. The big, lockers. tall one. That's yeah. what I had. And then um, sometimes you'll have, like, a separate top section. Yeah. And it's like you have to... Sh- you don't share it, but it's like you have a top and then there's another mm-hmm. top. And I always had to trade with the person next to me because they would give me the one that was too high and I couldn't reach it. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, just something I noticed. If, you know, I, don't I had know. a bottom locker. Okay. And then I had knee surgery, but you were, so you I were got never to on switch. TV. I wasn't. No. But I but I got to switch. Okay. Because I got a note from my doctor that I couldn't bend down because my knee had surgery. Anyway, nice. what's your other nice. observation? Oh, I think I already said it. Um, I want a confetti can. Oh, okay. Because, I mean. It would just be fun. It would be fantastic. Until you have to clean it up. Don't they have people that do that? Don't, don't they think, come with the confetti can? With the confetti can, you get can. like you know cleaners. <laughs> yes, you get you get a cleaner, and you just have to um, feed them like sea monkey food. They grow in a little sea monkey <laughs> tank, and then you let them out to clean. You put them back in. All right, that then on that note, on that note, we're gonna go. We're gonna we'll be back in a shorter amount of time than yep. usual. You with could probably the next download episode. both episodes at once. Maybe you could, probably. and you could do it all in anticipation for our bonus show. Yes. We have an Which exciting bonus show soon. coming up. Yes. Um, don't forget to listen to the podcast podcast, especially yep. this week. We're crossover week. Crossover. Like when Buffy and Angel used to do crossovers. That's crossover. right. That's it's, right, because we're all the same network, kind yep. of. Palaver, right? It's Gleecast P- podcast podcast crossover week. What? 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 Um, um, Palaver, P-A-L-A-V-R dot com. com. We're not going to do a question of this week, because it's we're going to have another gonna question of the up. week yeah. in the next episode. Um, but go there to talk about... All your situations that are not having to do with the Jersey Shore. Um, Twitter, I am at Erica's name, E R I C A S N M A M E. I am at Deadly Dolls. That's spelled like spelled it sounds. Um, DeadlyDollsHouse.blogspot.com for my stuff. Palavor for all those other wonderful podcasts, including Girls on Film Radio, which you can occasionally hear me on. Bleecast with K at gmail.com for feedback, which you should send us. Which you should send us. And vote for Matt and Liz. Vote for Matt and Liz, or else I will. We'll find you. I will. I will find you. You saw Erica will find you. You saw how scared Nigel got when we threatened him on Twitter last. That's right. That's right. Just imagine. So what we were. We're we're gonna take your kidneys. Yeah, we are. We're gonna take one. 
For every every day you don't vote, we are going to take one <laughs> million kidneys. <laughs> That's right. We're standing by that. And you only have to do it until the 30th. So it's only like... Nine more days. And it's two minutes of your time. Yeah. That's if this comes out on the 21st, which, right, we'll see if it does. Two minutes of your time or a kidney. Yeah. Think about, think, weigh the two of them. (laughs) Weigh the two of them. I guarantee the kidney weighs more. Have have a a happy Thanksgiving, guys. Bye. (laughs)